mother, author, entrepreneur, podcast host, cool person. Yay! Okay, today I have a very cool pep talk for you and it is a special request. Yes, if you would like a pep talk by special request, you can email me podcast at cinderly.com or you can find me on Instagram at Laura Von Holt or just Google me and somehow you'll find me and tell me what you want and then I'll try to make it happen. So what we're talking about today is NaNoWriMo. If you could understand that because I just said it weird, that's NaNoWriMo, which stands for National Novel Writing Month. And as I am an author, I also have friends who are authors and they are um, all doing this thing, (laughs) which I'm proud of them because I haven't done it. Um, but National Novel Writing Month is the month of November when people all over the nation, and I think international as well, uh, set a goal of writing 50,000 words in the month of November. And 50,000 words is a good first draft length of a novel. Um, so, you know, there's like a great website, there's a great community. It's, it is really awesome. And it's, it's really cool to see how many people do this thing. Um, but also I know there are a lot of challenges that come with it. It it is a challenge in itself. And then there are other challenges that come with it. And so I wanted to offer a little pep talk for my people. And this can work for National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo, or it can work for any other timed challenge that you've given yourself. I think the principle is the same. But one of the other things about NaNoWriMo is it happens in the month of November. And the other things that happen in the month of November are daylight savings time. Also, that's the beginning of the month. So you start the month like, woohoo, I can totally do it. 50,000 words, no problem. Just got to write 1,600 a day. Oh, yeah, look at me, boss sauce. And then like three days into that challenge, daylight savings times happens and everyone doesn't know what to do with themselves and they're tired and a wreck. And then the month goes along. And then at the end of the month, as you're like, oh no, I've got only this much time left to make my word count and my challenge. The other thing that happens is Thanksgiving and the start of the holiday season, which means more work and more emotional labor. Yay! (laughs) So the first thing I want to say to you, if you're doing NaNoWriMo and you're like, gee, this is hard. Yeah. It is really hard. It's really tough because you're doing everything you normally do in your life. Plus you're tired. Your sleep schedule is messed up. And then there's also more emotional labor and you're speed drafting a novel. So if you're like, I'm really falling behind, there's a reason and it's okay. <laughs> like It's kind of a superhuman expectation to begin with. And then there's a lot of extenuating circumstances at this time of the year. So 
I just want to say it to you so that you know you're not alone. Everyone else is cranky and tired and they're thinking of holiday decor and gift wrapping and what all the family dynamics are going to be. I mean, I, I do love the holidays. I kind of get thrilled by family dynamics. I'm like, what are we going to do this time? Um, but not everyone feels that way. <laughs> All right, so I want to talk about the purpose of challenges. So the purpose of challenges is, I think, pretty self-evident, um, but the, the higher purpose is what we're also talking about. So any challenge where you set a goal and you're you're determined to accomplish XYZ by XYZ date is a challenge. It's very motivating. It's nice to have a container and a time limit and a definite goal that you can measure everything by. Now, sometimes we measure more things by this goal than we need to. Sometimes we don't just measure it by whether or not we succeeded, but what it implies for our self-worth and our meaning as a human and what the meaning of life is and and maybe 50,000 words and your ability or inability to do that means more about yourself as a person and a personal failure. And I just want to remind you that that's not true. It's just an arbitrary benchmark that we're all setting so that we can help motivate ourselves. So it does not mean anything about your self-worth or your personal value as a person. You're still a good partner and family member and friend and a meaningful citizen if you're not doing NaNoWriMo or you don't totally finish it. I just want to assure you that NaNoWriMo does not define your self-worth, okay? All right, I think that's some good ground rules. So personal challenges. I like them. And like I said, I have not done NaNoWriMo. It kind of never comes up for me at a good time where I am creatively. Uh, so I just, I just haven't done it. Um, but I have done a lot of other challenges. And in fact, um, a while ago, oh God, it was a while ago now, I worked for this website called socialworkout.com. And this was an amazing job for me. I started off as just like a blogger who was like, I went to a dance party that counts as a workout and then I ended up getting really into it and I got hired and my job was basically people on the internet would write down their workouts and say I did 10 push-ups today and then I my job was to read everything on the site and go oh my god you're so amazing and then I would think up like more challenges for them to do and it was really fun and if anybody else knows of any other jobs where it could just be my job to go on the internet and tell you how cool you're doing let me know I knocked that out of the park and I have unique experience at it. So while I was working for socialworkout.com, one part of my job was that I had to do a big personal challenge. So I had to pick something to do over a year and then do a public showing of it to prove that I had done it. And what I picked was a circus art known as aerial silks. Um, and so for some background, I like you know, I took a lot of modern dance in college and high school because I was a theater kid. And, but like, other than that, I did not have any athletic training at all. None, not whatsoever. Like I didn't even go to the gym until I started working for this website. Um, but I picked Ariel Silks because I had seen it in performance and I was like, that's beautiful. I want to do that. It's also like the hardest thing ever. So I basically, I went from what did I used to say? I went from like Liza Minnelli to Michael Phelps. <laughs> that was my athletic career. It was like champagne. I didn't do uppers and downers, but just like I was a hard living pinup. And then I decided to become an athlete. Super great. Super great. Good for me. Um, and so, yeah, so I had a year to do this silk challenge. And at the end of the year, I had to perform. Um, 
And it was hilarious and amazing um, because I was not good at it. <laughs> I super sucked <laughs> at aerial silks. And I remember when I first started going to these classes, I went three times a week. And I would, like, as I approached the, the gym where aerial silks class was, I would start to feel nauseous, like I was going to puke. Because I was like, I have never tried so hard to do something that I'm so bad at. <laughs> Like, for instance, one of the basic skills in aerial silks, the first thing you learn is how to climb up the silks. Yes. So, you know, everyone would go to their own pace. That's fine. Many people it took a couple weeks, you know, but they got it. It took me 18 months before I could climb to the top of the silk. Yeah, that's that's it. It took me 18 months. So when I gave my first performance after a year, I did it from five inches off the ground because that was like the height of, of my step. I didn't even climb up. I just tied my foot into the silk and then danced from high top height. <laughs> um, but that, the point was not that I was good at it. The point was that I just kept going and I did it for a year. I went three times a week. I super, super sucked at it. I like figured I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I made it really, really fun. Like I was still really creative with it. I had a good attitude. Like I was determined, but I, every day that I did it, I sucked at it. And, and I would get a little bit better kind of, but it would be like, I would get a little bit better. And then it would be four more months before I got any better at that thing that I had just gotten only a tiny bit better at. So I just, I sucked really hard. I felt down a lot. I couldn't do any of it. And I was sore the whole time. <laughs> Everyone was like, exercise is so good for you. It makes you feel so good. And I was like, no, I really just feel pain. I feel pain and frustration. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, the point point not, not being that I, I that I was I just sucked at it. That was the point. The point was that I sucked at it and I still did it. And then eventually I got a little bit better at it. And because I was having fun with it, my friend Aaron Clark and I formed a uh, circus duo called Flaming Mermaid Broken Star, where we told people we invented aerial comedy and aerial feminism, and we put on like these amazing shows in New York City. And it didn't matter that I wasn't the best circus performer in the world because I was just the funniest and smartest circus performer at that moment in that context um so yeah the point is that I just I built the habit I showed up and I just did the damn thing and this brings me to back to NaNoWriMo um because one of my favorite quotes that I read while I was doing this aerial silks challenge is I'm going to paraphrase something here but it's um it's Roseanne Cash and she's she says something like you know, no matter what you do, just keep showing up, show up every day, even when you feel like shit, just keep showing up and eventually something will happen. And that's exactly what Ariel Silks was like. I just kept showing up and eventually something happens and it happened little by little and sometimes it happened in big leaps, but I just kept showing up. And that is the whole point of NaNoWriMo. So people use NaNoWriMo in different ways. They use it, they follow it where they do the speed drafting where you're getting a 50,000 word manuscript in a month some people i know use it as a partial nanowrimo just they just to keep the habit of writing they don't they don't care if they're going to hit 50k or not or they're already working on a pre-existing manuscript and they're just using it to boost their word count um, and get further along and they're in it for the community or maybe they're doing revisions and they're using um, it as a time limit for revisions so there's there's a lot of ways you can use nanowrimo and whatever is valuable to you is what i think that you should do um 
but the point of what you're doing is not to be great like release yourself from the idea that you're going to be great and this challenge will actually be just a little bit easier for you because the essential part of the challenge is just to get the words down it's just to build the habit it's not about being great it's like feel free to suck while you do it <laughs> just keep on keep on doing it and keep on sucking while you do it um the point yeah, the point is not that all 50,000 words or 20,000 words are great or important or the best thing ever written. The point is just that you sit down and you do it. And the reason why this works and the reason why it's important to just sit down and do the damn thing is because when we have a dream and an idea of ourselves, we have all sorts of visions and ideas about what that dream looks like and what kind of people we are while we do it. And we have all the sorts of ideas about what our abilities are and, and, and about the things that we're going to make. And there's this perfect vision in our head of how it's going to go. And sometimes we wait our whole lives for our life to match that vision in our head. And it's, it's just not ever going to, because it's just, it's just an idea of yourself and you don't actually know what you're made of. You don't know what your process is until you're actively engaged in it. You know, it's the same thing where I think to myself like, oh, I'm going to be an amazing productive writer if I wake up at 5 a.m. every day. And we all know that I'm not a morning person and that's not what I do. Um, and that's why it doesn't work for me. Um, and you know, or you might be thinking, oh, I know I would completely write a bestseller if I just could write in a cafe in Paris. Like maybe if I just go to Paris for a while and I just write in a cafe, then I'll write an amazing bestseller, you know, or, or people think like, oh, when the kids are in college, that's when I'll write the novel. Cause I'll have the time, the quiet and the space. There's all sorts of things that we say to ourselves about when we will get this thing done. And when we, when we finally have X, Y, and Z, then we will do the thing and we will be great. And the, the truth is, is that that's just an idea of ourselves. And it's not the, it's not the truth of how things are made and how things get done. And you can't, you can't learn any of that information until you are engaged in doing the thing. You can't find out what kind of writer you are. You can't find out what kind of creative you are. You can't find out what kind of runner you are until you run a mile. Like you don't know, you just don't know until you do it. And the other thing, the beauty of NaNoWriMo is it gives you a container of a time and a time limit and a goal. And I, th I think the, the most valuable thing to learn from a challenge like this is that there is no right time to write. There is no right time to do the damn thing. There is, there's only the time that you spend actually doing the thing. That's, that's all there is. There's never going to be a right or perfect moment. There's only going to be the moment that you're actually doing it. And the, and the information that you need from your creative process can only be gained from actually doing it, from sitting down in the chair, from typing on the keyboard or writing on your notepad, from painting a painting, from knitting a sweater. Like you can only learn about how you work and how you work best if you're doing the work. For instance, I have not been a morning person in weeks. I know. Oh my God, don't yell at me. Ah, I just told you. I have not been a morning person in weeks, but it is early November and I got two novellas published in two weeks and I didn't do any of the marketing or the production or any of it in the morning. Well, I did do it in the morning if you count 2 a.m. Yes, that's totally. I was a real early morning person. Um, because I know that I am a night person and when I'm stressed out, I just do a lot of things at night. 
And that's how I got those two novellas edited and finished. And now that that's over and I'm back in the beginning part of a creative cycle, I can go back to trying to be a morning person just so I see the daylight in the winter hours. But the point is there is no right time to write. There is no right time to go after our dreams. There is only the time that we spend doing it, doing the thing. So that said, I don't want you to beat yourself up if you don't hit the word count every day or in the end. I don't want you to beat yourself up if all the words that you write down suck. I think it's totally a normal part of the process to hit a point where you're like, I've made a huge mistake, big mistake, huge mistakes, like they say in Pretty Woman, big mistake, huge. You might be thinking my life is a mistake. All of my decisions that got me here are a mistake. This is all one big mistake. I am a mistake. I have made all the wrong choices and every choice I keep making is terrible. You are going to probably hit that point in this process and then you are going to move past it. And the reason you can move past it is because you're going to keep going. You're going to keep doing the goddamn thing. And it's, the only, it's like the only way forward is just to move forward. It's like that Churchill quote, if you're going through hell, keep going. So if you hit the point in the process where you're like, this is all terrible and I've done it all wrong, just keep going because it might not get righter, but it won't get wronger. <laughs> it's, you are welcome for that gem. Put that on the t-shirt. It's not going to get righter, but it won't get wronger. <laughs> I'm serious though because the word count goal is a framework, it's an excuse, it is just a carrot to dangle so that you get your butt in a chair, put your hands on the keyboard, start sketching the comic book, whatever it is, you build the habit of doing the things, make the thing, don't just have an idea of yourself as doing the thing, make the thing, that is where the juice is you like your process might look seem beautiful to you from afar but it, the beauty of it is being in in the struggle of it and the part where you're like i totally suck but i also just wrote the best joke ever like that's that's what you're here to do is to engage in that in that part um and and that's what the beauty of a challenge of this like is is that you're gonna force yourself to to be in that very real part to be in the muck of your creativity not on the like rainbow whimsy part of like i think i believe like you have to believe in yourself but you have to pr you it's important to believe in yourself and then prove to yourself what you're made of and that's what something like NaNoWriMo does for you um and i think that i'm really proud of you for even trying because your dreams are important commitments that you make to yourself and it is time to honor those commitments because like I said, we only have the time that we spend doing these things. All the dreams that we have that we don't do anything about, like that's, that's just, that's just poof in the air. But you have, when you spend the time honoring those commitments, when you make that dream even a little bit real, if you just wrote it down or jotted it down, the idea of it, like, like th that's what we're here for. Well, we have all of these ideas and all of this potential, but until we write something down or make something even a little bit tangible in the world, like it's not worth anything. And so I'm so proud of you for even, even attempting to get the beauty inside of you out into the world. And 
I want to say this for those of you who are experienced writers, you've completed several manuscripts, maybe you've done NaNoWriMo a few times, or you have multiple pu publications. I, this, is, this is what I'm going to offer to you because you might be at a different place in your process. And what I want to say to you is I'm totally proud of you and I love you so very much. There is a reason that you keep putting yourself through this because it is hard and the path forward can be riddled with self-doubt and anxiety, but it can also be so fun. And there is so much joy in the effort of making these things real. There are jokes you're going to write for yourself. There are themes you're going to write about only for yourself. There's things that you want to talk about and only you can say them in this exact way. But more importantly, what I want you to remember is that you are here working on this thing because it matters to you, because your voice matters to you, because your ideas matter to you, because all of the richness within you matters to you. You wouldn't be here otherwise. And the things that matter to us are worthy of our time, our blood, our sweat, and our tears. The things that you have to say are, are worthwhile. I was listening to this podcast by Sinead Burke. It's called As, As Me with Sinead. And she had Jamie Lee Curtis on, um, and I'm paraphrasing what was said, but Jamie Lee Curtis said something like the only tragedy, we're all going to die, but the only, the only tragedy of my life would be if I died without having any of the ideas uh, that were in my head out in the world, if I had left any of them inside of me and didn't make them manifest in the world. Um, so that is, that's just a paraphrase, but I, I was like, yes, yes, that is the point of NaNoWriMo and of challenges and of um, challenging yourself to, to, to get things done, to get things made, to go after the things that you see in your head and make them real. That's the point of it is that we are these like bright, you know, beautiful beings of like stardust walking around in the world and we're only here for this like nanosecond of time. Haha, <laughs> get it? Nanosecond, NaNoWriMo. And we're only here for this nanorimo second of time. And in that nanorimo second of time, we have to at least try to put this, the juice in our heads and in our hearts and in our souls out into the world. Cause like, we're all just like these little filters of microcosms. Like we go through our experiences in our lives and we, we love who we love and we meet the people we know and we see the, the world in our own way. And, there it's like this wonderful filter that can just spit things back out in this like crazy way like i think that's like why we were made it's like some higher power out there was like i'm gonna show them how the world is and then i'm just gonna see what they say about it because like that's amazing um and things like NaNoWriMo will give you a container for that creativity and a chance to express it and let it out there and that's the point of it. It's not to make yourself miserable because you didn't hit 1,666 words um, every day. It's not to make yourself miserable because the you know you suck and you can't say anything right. You'll you'll never you'll never get anything perfect. You'll edit things 14 times and never love it exactly because you 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 wrote it in the moment that you were in and the moment of uh, being the person that you were and you already grew by the time you wrote it down. You've already grown into a better person. So that better person will always be like, I didn't quite say that the exact same way. It's fine if you're never satisfied with your work. Maybe 
I mean, be proud of what you did. Be proud that you did it. But that's a whole other topic, revision and being proud of your work or satisfied with. Maybe that's just me. That's my journey. I have lots of unfulfilled ambition. <laughs> anyway, I think you're all beautiful filtered microcosms and you're taking in all the juicy weirdness of your life and then you're going to spit it back out into a NaNoWriMo novel and I'm very excited to to know what your the weird little machines in your brains and hearts are going to make and that's why I'm very proud of you for doing NaNoWriMo and I just want you to be a little kinder to yourself while you do it and remember that the point is not to be amazing on the first try the point is just to try so I want you to stop listening to me and I want you to now go and do the damn thing and write the stuff down uh, because you're doing great. Okay. Um, I love you. You are so pretty. If you heard a buzzing sound, that was my laundry guy. He says hi. Um, okay. I love you and bye. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend or leave a review. You can find me anytime at fairybossmother.com or on Instagram. I'm at Laura Von Holt. You can also find the show notes for every episode and join the You're Doing Great email list where you'll get behind-the-scenes information and extra enthusiasm at fairybossmother.com. Catch you next time. And remember, you're doing great.